So this is Saida Ortegenia checking in with Group A for the third time on Saturday, May 5th, 2012 at the Insight Meditation Society. And would the eight of you who are speaking first please raise your hands so that you can be identified. I was going to start the, the talking bit of the meditation, but it's going to start slowly. So he wants to encourage you to be mindful while you speak during the interview. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is really, really applying it in your life. So if, if all there is, is awareness and the objects of awareness, and um, we don't take responsibility for this process that we're watching, how about intention? Um, it, it sounds fine not to, to take responsibility during our sitting meditation, but out in the world we have to act and we have intentions. So how do we how do we hold how do we um, view intention chetana? Is this um, uh, just another object of awareness? Um, so um, we observe it. Yeah, it's very important to know the intentions, right? Yeah. To what? Take responsibility, you are not responsible for it. ดีฮาบ่มากูดาเมอิงมาซวยกูมาตัวเสดนาโอตัวอินเทนชั่นโอเสดนาโลเสยซอเรตเดบอลโลตัวเปียวรอเปียวเรตตูตูตูซินซาน
responsibility and self. Okay, because I think the mix-up happens when we think of it as I'm doing things. So, um, so I mean, as far as meditation is concerned, yes, they're all objects. Yes, but he says it is a process of cause and effect. Yes, so every cause in the present moment gives rise to another effect. Um, so, although there is not a self-responsible, but any um, intention, cause, condition in the present moment is going to give its result. Yeah? So, um, and then although there may be um, uh, one set of conditions here, and another set of conditions here, and they interact, in the interaction there is cause and effect again. Yes. So although a self is not responsible for it, there are resultant effects. You cannot escape those. Does that he says, if we believe that um, whatever occurs in the present moment and has no effect in the future, he says that's one wrong view. If we believe it's, it, it's a continuous, permanent, lasting, um, and we give it the name of self to it, he says that's another extreme of wrong view. He says the only thing that explains the that can that can ex explain the relationship. Well, trying to find the word. Yeah, the only thing that I, that can explain what is truly happening is the principle of cause and effect. Yeah, the, which explains the relationships between. Um, different processes and one if we think of it as a person at a gross level, he says if we think that the person dies and that's the end of it, that's one kind of wrong view. If we think that the person dies and the next, and there is a next life, and it's the same person being born again, that's another wrong view. So the, the odd thing is that there is a, there's a chain of causes and effects in a lifetime. And then maybe that lifetime ends, and then the ch but when there is no cause for the effects to, to end, the, the Nama Rupa continues in another lifetime, in another form, and they're related through the cause and effect chain. But you cannot see the person, there's no entity that is continuing. Yeah. Be like that. Be like that. So it's like one moment of mind 
um, when it's over, the <coughs> next moment of mind arises. They are completely different minds. However, there is um, an effect passed on from the first mind to the next arising mind. Although completely different, yeah. Can I rephrase my, my practical takeaway from okay. this? Yes. <laughs> in, in hearing um, him talk about uh, right view, um, it seems to me that if in each moment I have right view and I'm alert, then if an intention arises that's unwholesome, I'll notice it. And whatever action might have resulted from that intention I won't take that action. So then the cause and effect will be a wholesome cause and effect. Um, so, <clears throat> watching intention as an object mm. is useful. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right, okay. Yes, of course. Why not? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, so, but none of that is my mind, yeah. So if it's seen, it's awareness. If it chooses the wholesome, that's wisdom. If it chooses the unwholesome, that's defilement. So in every moment there is some mind. When wisdom understands this is not beneficial, then wisdom prevents the mind from going in that direction. No, intention is bad. Intention is sure. Intention is sure. Intentions are objects. We're supposed to, we can be, we can be sensitive and notice intentions in all our movements throughout the day and in our intentions to do things. I'm a intention and do mutual intention usually. Intention in and of itself is neutral, but it can be um, infected by greed, so there's a greedy intention or aversion, aversive intention, so on. Yeah, qualities, good qualities like metta, karuna, mudita, upekta. <coughs> Do I have to say it in English? Metta. Uh, loving kindness, compassion. Sympathetic joy and faith. equanimity, <laughs> faith and other good qualities, um, they um, they also need to act, and the way they can demonstrate their action is through intention. So they need to, there needs to be intention in order to uh, bring effect from the. No, the if awareness and wisdom are to be able to make the choice, they must recognize first if there's a defilement present and be able to deal with it so that the aware the defilement is not the motivating factor <coughs> quality. So the need to make a safety sure never intention a yeah. Hello look Yeah. So there are intentions in all our thoughts, words and deeds and 
the more we can be aware of them, the better. Um, just wanted to relate a few things that I've been noticing in my practice the last few days. Um, aversion and anxiety have been fairly present. Um, I'm noticing with aversion, um, at the beginning of the retreat there was more, there's, I've noticed a thought in the mind and then there'd be a really strong physical response or reaction to. Now it seems like it's dying down and there's more just the thoughts, the aversive thoughts, they seem much quieter now. Mm. Um, so that's kind of pleasant. Mm. <laughs> um, and then anxiety, um, I feel like I have more clarity around working with it now. Again, it's. Uh, often a thought that triggers a physical response and sometimes the physical response can be fairly overwhelming and, and then there's contraction in the mind, etc. Um, and I feel like I'm able to, I'm breaking it apart better. Um, and I'm able to work with it more, I'm able to see what's going on in the body more. Mm -hmm. The fact that I'm able to see the, the thought and then immediately it's triggering a physical response. Mm -hmm. um, so it feels like there's more clarity there. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's one other thing that's kind of not related. I don't know if you want to tell that first. Okay, we'll start with this. I just want to, um, the word you used when you are talking about aversion, you said that you've been watching the feelings in the body, and and that sort of calmed down, and then now there's just the thoughts, but they're not so strong. That's yeah, it's, it's often the thought, and then there be some physical aversive yeah. response to but whatever been, it is. You've been watching that, and that sort of... Yeah, now there's not so much body response, it's just like these quieter thoughts now. Yeah. Oh, and whatever, you know, just all kinds of different aversive thoughts. Okay. <laughs> อ่าคันซ้ําหมู่เลยยอคันนะกว่าคันซ้ําหมู่เลยยอว่ะเลยดอตาเนี่ยปัดตัดลงเออดอตาอ่ะโหอะทิ้งยะเลยบ่อะต
says, and you can actually hold them both, you know, because the awareness knows more. He says, um, the relationship and the interaction between all these elements, he says, becomes more clear. Then you can, then the awareness feels more awake as well. And the connection between everything that we're experiencing is more easily seen. You're able to explore more of the that landscape of all these things working together. There's the knowing, the feeling, you know, the sensations, perception, perception and so on. All of them working together. I have another mm. one, but I'm happy to wait to shall we go on? Yes. Do you wanna Okay. Yeah. Great. Um, it has to do with the narrating mind and also kind of sort of locating experiences ge geographically kind of. I've been noticing um, sort of early on in the retreat, um, there's kind of a sort of critical mind that was kind of present. And then there's also been a fair amount of noting that I haven't tried to make happen, but it's just been happening. Yeah. And now it's kind of becoming more of a voice of wisdom, sort of. It's coming up with, you know, doesn't matter what the object is, and it actually feels somewhat helpful at times. But it is just kind of this, these words in the mind keep coming up. Yeah. Yeah. เลบลตัดตาลีนอจิงลงตาอะตูตูไลมะลุกขันตูหัตตูเวตัดตาลาเลยชื่อเนี่ยนัมเบอร์อะกูเซกตูผัดทาเรหาริโหอุปมาม่
also a recurring theme for me is um, practice starts getting really good and I'm having these conversations with people at home like how great it is and how this, you know, the Dharma, you know, I'm preaching the Dharma. And, uh, I get really excited. <laughs> and then inevitably it just starts slipping then. And I get like, you know. Don't follow them. Be aware. Yeah. He says, go home and do it. Not okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. But even at home, he says you have to, you have to gauge your audience. You know, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not that kind. Of, I'm not really a preachy person. I'm not that kind of person. So I'm okay with that. But he's my wife. It's all my wife. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he says um, sometimes all it needs is just for us to change. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, for the practice to um, to be to be seen um, rather than for us to talk about it. He says when it comes to the Dharma, he says we do have to. Um, right time. Right, please. <laughs> 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 so you just shut them down sometimes, or just. Almost should. Should be a matter like. Um, he says, no, just be aware. Just be aware. Aware. Who do I hold you with that? Mo, do I eat a tree? Tell a lie. Tell a lie. Yeah. 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 Bring awareness to it. He says, then you can learn from it again. You know, the mind will re- recognize that it's not very helpful to do that now because I can't do that now, and it makes my practice die. So, <laughs> thank you. Yes. Um, I have a quick report, and then there was I wanted to check my understanding of something. So, so uh, two days ago, um, my awareness was very. Strong. I felt like I finally had a lot of momentum. I only had to pedal the bike a little bit, and it was going. And um, there were some periods where awareness was not there, but they seemed very short. And it was a great day all the way through. So I brought those. <laughs> so the next day, brought in those expectations to that. And uh, the first couple of sittings, there still was actually quite a bit of momentum, mm-hmm. not she, she, the beautiful clarity and everything else that I had to do before. <laughs> and um, I realized I was dissatisfied mm-hmm. with, with the level of awareness. Mm-hmm. And, um, but uh, at first I was trying to fix it and figure out why it wasn't as good as the day before. <laughs> and, and then um, recognized that uh, the thing staring me in the face was dissatisfaction, mm. and I should um, look at dissatisfaction yeah, and um, kind of ask the question of myself, okay, how would I make that an object? And maybe I just stay with it. Mm. As soon as I finished that thought, it turned upside down, and it was 
there as dissatisfaction, as clear as day as an object, but I was not dissatis mm. dissatisfaction. Yeah, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It was like magic. Mm, magic was magic. <laughs> <laughs> me like that. Tanya came in zap. The rest of yesterday, my awareness level was dropping continually throughout the day. Still lots of periods of awareness, but not nearly as strong. And I was uh, dissatisfied with that, um, but couldn't make it an object. I knew I was inside it. I knew that I, I believed I was dissatisfied. <laughs> I was tricked into believing I was dissatisfied. And I could make a bird sound an object. I could make something else an object. I was dissatisfied. I couldn't make that an object. And, and so it seems to me I, I, that I can't will it mm -hmm. to be an object, that kind of thing. Yeah. There had to be enough, it's like wisdom made it an object for yes. me. I didn't, I didn't do it. <laughs> is, that, is that correct? Yeah. <laughs> He says you can still access the feeling in the body, which is which dissatisfaction brings up. And then what happened? That's where it's at. I, I did that throughout the day. I said, is awareness present? What is the mind aware of? You have to start checking the attitude. Yeah. 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 เออเนี่ยหลุดชุดลงไปเออดิคันซามุยะไปชุดนี่อย่าสิเดอะพิจารณาไว้ชั่วมาอะยินนี่ถ้าเป็นยะหมู่จูซานี่เนี่ยสุ
Tick. Mr. Tick. I think after that last comment, I'm understanding my as greed as well. Um, sometimes I go along and it's just so easy. I just kind of go along and there's no problem, there's nothing wrong. I feel very, very awake. And then I start to think something's wrong because maybe I should be noticing more subtle states <laughs> that I'm not seeing. And then I lean into. And then, um, I forget, what am I going to say? You I mean, the greed. The greed. Everything's right? I mean, fine. Everything's fine. And then so. there's a, a continual checking mm -hmm. in. Am I aware? Am I really aware? Am I, could I be more aware? <laughs> so, is there right attitude? Did you check that? Right attitude? There's wanting to be more aware. Mm. 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 That's wrong attitude. Yes. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> yeah. Listening, it becomes clear. Right, right. Yeah, he says, you know, when everything is fine, when everything is fine, the greed just looks for something better. Something more. <laughs> but when greed is, there's a lot of greed, it's like that. Yeah. When greed is around, you know what I mean? It's always like that. That's why money is never enough. Yeah. <laughs> the should look for more money. Was it your about it? อุดดูดีดีลูลิจีเมียเดฮาอาทิเดปูจิเจนอยู่แดงงูเลยมายีดีเวลอ๋อสนอร์เคลลิ่งเสียดายสิสิรีมายด์เซมออฟสนอร์
does it refer to a very strong sense of self? Or does it refer to something else? ตัวก็ไม่รู้บ่ฮะก็ครับอะจูมาน่ะไม่ติดอ่ะมันได้ไม่ติดอ่ะมั้งตัวก็ไม่รู้ปล่อยเลยสรุปตัวรีเลทต
when he asked the question day before yesterday, um, and it sort of turned the dissatisfaction on its head, and it was suddenly seen as an object. And then it was clear that what the delusion of thinking that he's dissatisfied is like, although he couldn't access it the next day, in that moment, that is clearly seen. Mm -hmm. yeah. When we, because we often live with the view that things are uh, ourself, you know, are related to me, when the mind reveals to us in a moment of insight that it's not me, that it is just what it is. He says, we always react with kind of shock and awe. It's like magic, he said. Suddenly, oh my goodness. Because uh, it's like the rabbit and the hat. We think it's one way, but we're surprised that it's another. So I've been working, trying to investigate um, kind of restless, obsessive thought patterns that come up. Um, it's one that's been present in my meditation ever since I started. And it comes up, and um, so as I understand it, we're to just um, kind of pose the question, what is this, or what's this about, where's this from? And I found um, when I did that, I just said, what is this? It stopped the thinking which was nice, but then it felt a little like, am I pushing away the thing? Am I, am I changing what's happening naturally? Um, but the other question I have about it is, because we're just asking a question in words, is it more conceptual or intellectualizing? Um, the experience I had, though, I, I was thinking that maybe it's kind of just to incline the mind in that direction towards, towards looking at well, what is this behind this? It's not so much the words that are important, but just to set the intention to, to learn more. And as I sat for a while after that, I noticed um, painful feelings, like a healing kind of pain came up, and, and it felt like it was related to the, the thinking, but at a much deeper level. So um, is that the idea, is investigation, even though we're using these words, is it, it's really happening without the words, it's maybe just the words are ปิ๊กเนี่ยไลค์มีเธอเก็บมีกันอือตัวเอ่อตัวสกันนั้นมาตัวมาโอ้ทักกะทักกะละเรอตวยฤชีเลยเรอเอ่อดาตุยะเป
It's not to conceptualize. It's just to awaken some <coughs> investigative quality in the mind, not a like thinking through of the problem or not to get the answer. Yeah. ตาบุสตูสิเวเซเบกาตัวมานี่เนี่ยตัวไรเอ็ดดิจูสิเนี่ยตัวอุปกาเพียดเนี่ยตัวเค้าก็อายอายอเพียดมะฮอตรัวต
Okay, he says it's true that perception, perception can um, perceive things either rightly or wrongly. And all we need to recognize is that perception is at work. He says there are things that are um, happening in our experience. And what is happening in our experience? And if you believe that what is happening is, or if you, you say you realize that it's not real, he says, what is it about the experience that brings you to the conclusion that it's not real? Hmm. Well, <clears throat> isn't the mind part of the not-self? And therefore, how could it perceive the reality? I think there is a mistake in the use of not-self. Is it? Yeah, that's one of my questions. With the relationship with the there is a process that is unfolding. There is a process that's going on. Um, although that process is not owned by, that process doesn't belong to a person yeah. that we might call me. So the idea that it belongs to a person is what is not real, but the process exists. Oh, well, I won't say exists. The process unfolds. Yes, the process continues. The process um, is not stopping. And the practice is about learning about that process. I don't know. I told you yeah. earlier, John. I don't know. So, this process is what we can experience directly. The mind can know the process of seeing, the process of hearing, the process of thinking, the process of feeling. Yeah, so it is not the objects that are not real. It is the idea of self that is not real. But there are objects that are being experienced by a mind. All that is real. But the idea that they belong to a person, that is unreal. That is an illusion created by the mind for itself. Mm. And so the experience yes, it's is, by, is caught by the awareness. Yes. The, the mind experience is, just is part of the experience. Mind is part of the experience. Um, yeah, object the objects are also part of the experience. Mm -hmm. yeah. You can know the mind as an object 
Do you step back with awareness? Yes. To see that. And awareness is also part of the mind. Yes. It knows itself. <coughs> okay. Yes. Because that's its function is to know. You can trust the awareness. <laughs> the deal goes in If there's wisdom, yeah. There are qualities um, uh, of awareness and wisdom. And when these qualities of awareness and wisdom are present in the mind, um, there is clear understanding of what is right and, and not. Yeah, what we can, what is probably the most dependable quality we have in this life is wisdom. To be cultivated. To be cultivated. And our Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yep, he says that's the reason for living. To cultivate wisdom. Me. That's the reason for living. Why are they ready? To grow the wisdom. That's our purpose in this life as a human being. Sometimes there are so many concepts surrounding Dharma. He says it's confusing to straighten out, you know, and make out which bits mean what and which level or, you know, yeah. I think now everybody has a chance to speak, mm -hmm. if you wish. Actually, can I ask? Uh, the question, like, is there awareness or those sort of questions? Can you ask that too often? Wrong attitude, okay. If there's a wrong attitude, yes, it can become, yeah, unhelpful. Can you define right attitude? Right attitude. Oh. If you think, if the thinking is not tainted by defilements, there will be right attitude. If you, the thought is. Um, if the thought is motivated by pure, yeah, pure, he says, not mixed. Pure metta or uh, pure loving kindness or compassion, pure equanimity or sympathetic joy or whatever else. Um, he says then. It, that will be right attitude. If there is any tinges of uh, greed, aversion, or delusion, yes, there will be wrong attitude. So then, what's the difference between right attitude and and um, Mane. right view? Mane Thank you. Right view is a right brings right attitude. Yeah. yeah. Right. The bottom one, I mean, 
He says, for example, some people think that anger is a, a useful emotion. Some people think that anger, dosa, is a, yeah, a useful, let's just say, a useful emotion. Somebody who understands dosa thoroughly understands that there is no benefit to dosa in the application of any intention. Um, yeah, so, you know. Yeah. He says, but that person who believes that anger is useful is going to use anger sometimes, given themselves license to be angry, to have dosa. I won't say angry, dosa. Dosa encompasses everything from sadness, disappointment to rage, right? So, อือมันเคยด้วยนะอะไรก็ได้อยู่ก็ทั่วไปนี่ทั่วไปนะตัวอาจารย์ปิ๋วนี่ทั่วไปบล็อกเค้าเนี่ยตัวสกาซะไปพ
So, so I see an elephant in the room. The elephant is, um, none of us are spring chickens anymore. <laughs> That's the elephant. So most of us are no longer spring chickens. <laughs> Actually, we're all not spring chickens anymore because we don't know really. What? But we've been going for centuries, right? What? We've been going for centuries. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> What I notice is there seems to be two basic strategies that, um, um, that people use uh, that in, in this work. And this comes from both studying myself and also observing others. One strategy would seem to be to go for it, to put all one's intention, all one's energy behind um, working towards full liberation. Um, without grasping, without excessive force of any sort. The other strategy, which seems to be quite common, is to, is to sort of think you're doing that, create uh, what I'll call cushions of comfort along the way. So you go off and you have a nice tea, make yourself some tea, go off, um, look out the window and see the beauty of the trees, um, and call them meditation. What? And call them meditation. And yeah, you <laughs> meal, um, you have imaginations of what other people are doing, yeah. on and on and on. Yeah. And, you, and some of the time, you're meditating. Mm. Most of the time, if you're really truthful, you're not. So being that most of us are not spring chickens anymore, yeah. the reality is that the house is probably going to burn down, the body is going to disappear, mm -hmm. before... Um, this project is completed. <coughs> so, the question is, does Sayadaw have some advice on how to practice, given that, th that this seems to be these two, these two ways of practicing, where most of us seem to choose cushions of comfort along the way in trying to reach this um, liberation? Is that ตัวไอ้เสียงเงี้ยบ่ละเลยสรุปอืมตัวก็เนาะตัดจีละไปตูต้องตัดเนี่ยมาเรอาทุ่ดเตลูกว่าหนึ่งมิ้วสี่เล
Which way the mind leans cannot be willed. It is a funk, it is a calling of wisdom. Some people take those take that comfortable route. And they there is some mindfulness. And hopefully some wisdom begins to arise. The mind starts to discern something for itself. And then finally it is decided one day that the mind wants to dedicate itself completely. And He says there was a time in his youth when he believed that if he put himself fully to the task, being already up to the task, that he would get to enlightenment. He says, but he couldn't. He says he there's some point in which the devourer would just have figured out your strategy and, and then get you down. So those youthful endeavors, he used to actually go to the monastery and see whether he could like go for it. And then eventually he um, accepted and, and through a series of incidents that brought him to that realization that he, he, be, he began to only practice at home. So he led the lay life. He didn't take himself away to the monastery, but he tried to practice steadily. Out of necessity, you know, he did it. Um, he dedicated himself mentally to the practice. And then he changed. and then also, you know, getting married, the householder's life was also done out of just like, it seemed like what everybody did, so he accepted the proposition when his parents brought it up. But because there was no attachment to the, cho the those choices, he says, I mean, he says this question comes because there are people who ask him, how, did, how could you leave it all behind? He says, but because there was no attachment to it to begin with, then there was no 
question of tearing himself away, mm. as, so to speak. So I, I guess Saidao is sort of dashing a hidden hope that I've had, which is that also from my youth I felt that you could stoke the fire of wisdom by feeding it lots of energy and tension and so forth, persistence. Um, what, I, what I'm hearing and what I guess I've discovered is that the feeding, the attempt to feed the fire only creates the opposite of wisdom mm. in the long run. In other words, it creates its own karmic um, reactions. What was the motivation behind the feeding of the fire? Well, at some point, you you maybe you feel I've had a, I, I, I want to complete. Mm. But what Saito is saying is really listen in each moment to the possibility of what wisdom is telling you and use that as the the insight of how to proceed next. Is that fair? Two of your ดีนิพพานญาณจะนั้นสิโกมวยเนี่ยช่วยเนี่ยตัวผิดผู้อถัพปันนี่ไปเลยสวยเนี่ยไอ้แบบก็ย้อมมาเป็นลูกตัวเ
And uh, so I feel that the practice, and well, what Sayyidah said, it's the process that I'm going through that will hopefully make me a wiser person. And whatever way I do it is, is the way I'm doing it. And um, it's a little delusional to think that the way I'm doing it is some way that everybody has their own way of doing it. And so my question is um, one about time. Uh, obviously, time is quite different here on, on retreat. Um, it's a question, as I've slowed down, that I've asked myself why I have less time or takes me more time uh, to do things. And uh, just uh, your whole relationship to time shifts. Um, I think often about prisoners, the millions of prisoners in the world who are in, in jail and have so much time on their hands, and yet, what do they, could they meditate? Time is so important. Um, and I was just interested in hearing some ideas about time. Okay. I don't have a question. <laughs> time is a question. ตัวสะคั่นเวเนี่ยอฉิงอ่ะปอนี่ว่าตะโลเบเนี่ยกุมอ่ะอฉิงปอชิตะโลเบเนี่ยเอ็งมาสวยตัวเมียตุกุตะ
So he just like to ask ask everyone here. So some people are just listening in or just listening. And how many of us have awareness? Good. Sometimes involved in Sometimes we get involved in listening and then we are not aware. <laughs> so I have um, sort of sort of two questions that I want to ask it all as one. Um, in um, my practice, um, the uh, investigation for me to this point has been, um, if I'm mindful enough to do it all, is to be aware of intention, if there is possibility for intention in that particular situation. And um, sorry, sorry, could you repeat that question again? How did you say it? I didn't. You said I'm something just about if, if you I, could be in what you said, you'd be aware of intention if it was possible for intention well, to be there. For example, if I'm hearing the sound of the bird, it's not so much that there's necessarily an intention that I'm aware of. There's some kinds of awarenesses where intention. Uh, would be part of it. Like if I'm about to get up, there's there's the intention. Okay, just stop there. Just <laughs> just give me a moment. Yeah. ตัวเอ่อเฉียนเซ่จองเปียวเนี่ยลูกตัวสกลุงยามันลูกเปียวเลยสอดตัวเอ่อตัวอาทุมโมจองเปียวเนี่ยบ่บ่บ่ญาญ
towards the because because of the pleasantness or unpleasantness. So um, when I'm investigating an object, that when I'm being mindful, that's uh, that's my um, what you notice. What I what I notice, yes. and so. Um, uh, I, I just first of all, I'm just checking to see if that's what Sayadaw is, is recommending because I've heard um, I've heard him talk about well, sometimes you're aware of and uh, a physical sensation. Sometimes you're aware of um, uh, greed. Sometimes you're aware of and and um, I haven't I haven't heard him describe that as kind of a a series of inquiries relative to an experience, that there's this experience and then there's this experience, that, that, that's an inquiry. That there's the object, there's the noticing of its pleasantness or unpleasantness, there's the noticing of any craving or aversion that might arise because of that. that um, yes, he does speak about that. Well, so maybe I'm just checking and if the answer is okay. yes, that's, that's good. Okay. Uh, uh, and, and I just want to ask the second part of this is that um, this was prompted by um, Steve, you're mentioning last time we met something about well, you've got your matrix of <laughs> physical, mental, pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral, and you just fill in the boxes. And so um, my mind responds to that very well. And so I'm looking at the boxes, and then this box is empty. <laughs> you know the so-called neutral experiences, and so um, so I started, you know, asking in this moment, you know, what's happening in awareness, yeah. but what's happening in awareness? Anything out there that's neutral, <laughs> and guys, and um, and you know, finding that of course it is possible, but that without asking that question. I would that box would continue to be kind of empty for me because most of the things that that would grab your attention grab my attention come to my attention without the inquiry mm. um, would have a quality of pleasantness or unpleasantness. So the question is, is there value to asking that question? Because a neutral object, then when I go to my next inquiry, is it pleasant or unpleasant? Well, of course it's neutral. Is there craving or aversion? Well, no. Mm. And um, I guess my thought is that it's useful to log some experiences like that to get a feeling for what that feels like. Um, but I have to actively inquire in order to see it, see that. So is that skillful? That's the question. ตัวอุปกรณ์ที่เราเปิดตัวโปรเซสตะคุยอยู่ๆเนี่ยเปิดถ่าจินเนี่ยถ้าเปิดตะคุบูผิดลงตุ๊ดใส่แท้มาคัน
ตัวกว่าโกเซ็ตไข่เนี่ยตะคู่อ่ะโกเซ็ตเข้ามาเพลซันส่วนดอดาสิล่ะไม่สิล่ะอ่ะโกหะโกเซ็ตบ่กูห
knowledge is given to us, he says there are people who start to notice those very unnoticeable intentions all over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he says like, you know, asking whether when people are sitting still in the Dhamma Hall, asking them, do you see there are there are intentions? What intentions do you see right now? And then the yogis start checking. And then they notice intentions in the stillness of the body. That's yeah. Yeah, there was this one yogi, he was um, sitting and what, trying to find out what intention there is in, a, in sitting still and found there was an intention to keep his eyes closed. I don't miss your Yeah. Why are the eyes closed, he said. Well, intention more. Because of intention. the intention. <laughs> 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 so why do we keep ourselves, how do we keep ourselves straight? Mm. Yeah, sitting straight. When we hold our hands this way. So then we will see all the intentions throughout our body that, that holds the body in that way or moves the body. Yeah, so there's stillness, there's stillness and there's this sea of intentions at work, he says, to keep us still. He says, and when we want to start moving, there'll be the intentions to move. <laughs> <laughs> to help us move, yes. And, uh, specifically regarding an inquiry about a neutral object? Yes, he said it was helpful. When you are able to see both a, a gross object and a subtle object, he says, pay more attention to the subtle object because um, building awareness using a subtle object makes the awareness stronger. And when you are able to be aware of subtle objects, continuously and, and you're able to build awareness on that, he says then um, Barbara, Mama, oh, I objects yes, we will never be, we'll never be at, a, at a loss for an object to know he says then we won't be like spaced out and stuff because we know the subtle object the tricky thing about subtle objects is that we can't focus to know them. We have to use a subtle mind to know a subtle object. So he says, so it requires some wisdom to know a subtle object. So um, not so you can't sort of focus it to try and know more. <laughs> <laughs> he says when he was young, he wanted to get to subtle objects, so he was trying to concentrate and get deeper and deeper and deeper, and all he got into was a deep, deep hole, which is a concept. Black hole, yeah. Black hole, yeah. The concept, yeah. All he got was a concept that he was. I think we're the primate, the body, I Subtle objects, and then finally, reality, which is a very subtle object. He says. 
Yeah, it, it requires wisdom for the person. <laughs> he says reality is so subtle that it has no conceptual landmarks, right? There is no a place for it, no location, no sign, it has no, no size, form, no, no shape, color. No color. No. So how to know it? <laughs> but we know. We know there is mind. So we can understand mind because we can understand it intellectually. So that's the wisdom that allows us to access knowing of mind. He says there are yogis who come to him and say to him, "What is the mind? I have been lo- I've been looking for it. I can't find it." Yeah. He says because people don't understand how to access that understanding that mind is just doing But sometimes if you just explain it in a way that the yogi can understand in their everyday life and they can relate to it that the mind thinks if it's thinking that's the mind at work, then you know, or, or some other explanation. But once the yogi can access it from their you know, intellectually, then when when the information given maybe doesn't um, help the yogi to relate, then sometimes the yogis think they're looking for something else. It's like looking for spectacles and not really knowing what spectacles are. about um, this practice that Saira is offering us these instructions, these yogi jobs, that um, something I notice is that it seems like uh, in many moments it's like a quite quick direct route to a lot of peace and um, relief. And um, yogi job dia lumi so kind of interestingly it's like because it's because in some moments it's so quick and easy route to this relief it seems like that there's there's a lot that's there's a lot that's given up or something relatively quickly mm-hmm. and there's, there's not. <laughs> this is kind of a weird thing to say, but there's not a feeling of it being hard won or something. It's <laughs> a more familiar, I would say, um, experience to my meditative practice so far. And in in the root, there's also yay. <laughs> in the root, Did you say it's familiar with your meditation? No, I I think that the way that I have been meditating. And not with these instructions has been more arduous, mm. more effortful, yeah. and um, with the the feelings of relief that can come being, like I said, more sort of hard won. Mm, yes. um, and in the meantime, maybe there's a sense too of 
having more familiarity with objects and processes through that kind of like effortful, arduous mm. way of practicing yeah. to getting towards the relief. So it feels kind of like a cheat sometimes. It's really affected. This is a pretty, um, this mind is pretty um, responsive to suggestion by thought, I would say, or by concept. And yeah. so to feed it wise view yeah. is very effective. Yeah. เออเอออุเสยยอกิยอกปิละเนี่ยตัดตาสิเลยเลยเอ่อตัดตาสิรอเอ่อตู้เสกแทนมาดีหาก็ตู้เยนอ่ะอัฐรัตน์เนี่
He says his mind lit up. He really got it. He said he didn't have to do anything. He just got it. He said from then on, he just heard it. Yeah. From then on, he says it didn't matter what happened to him. He could be angry, jealous. I mean, the worst possible things coming up in the mind, and he'd think it was really interesting because, well, this is the right, right view. <laughs> <laughs> but, but not everyone can just. So because he's interested, he finds it interesting to watch it because it's like, wow, what is this? You know? But not everybody is able to, even though there is explained to them, not everybody is able to access it immediately. You know, something, not you know, the mind is anxious or, or frightened, and and the first reaction is, I, I, you know, I, I don't want to have this. Yeah. So in the in the sharing of knowledge, he says there must be someone who's able to share the knowledge and someone who's able to receive the knowledge. As it is one, being a mother, child, mother, daddy, daddy, mother, children, how my young and young, I do a good thing. Oh, we, Pelletang, I was young, we channeled and thought, oh, I couldn't do channel with the atom. He says, um, you know, the Buddha gave quite, I think, a, a famous. Um, it's in the suttas, I think. Um, okay. The Buddha said this. He said to this. Um, this. I think it was a farmer or a Brahmin or something. He said, in hearing, there is Malchapotale. He'd gone a bit off. He he thought he was he thought he was enlightened, and he he had come off a shipwreck or something, wearing wooden boards around him because he had no he had no clothes on because he'd come off a shipwreck. And uh, he met the Buddha, and I don't know what what transpired, but finally the Buddha said to him, uh, "In hearing, dating, hearing. in hearing, hearing there is just hearing. hearing. In in seeing, seeing there's just, just seeing." Hearing. And he became enlightened. He said, "But look at us." He said, we, we've heard this, none of us are enlightened yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, 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 my song is here. Me and my mother, say, 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 my song is here. He says that people who don't understand it and try to, um, try hard, like use an efforting way to try and understand what, that in seeing there is only seeing and, just, and then they just, they just focus on like seeing and then he said they become like zombies because there's no no meaning they're just focusing and focusing on seeing or just hearing and um, yeah, not, not making any sense of what they're yeah. Yeah, and, and sometimes just you know they think that they hear something if they don't if they, if they don't know what it is, that means that was just hearing. <laughs> just because they, the perception didn't name it, they think that means hearing is just hearing. But Would Sayadaw say something about the relationship of love to the practice of wisdom? You asked that question last time. I know I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different thing. <laughs> I do want to reuse not love, but no. Uh, let me let me let me let me put it uh, by love. I don't mean meta. 
compassion. I mean, I mean love. Okay. In relationship, <laughs> I don't think, I think well, there is a... Yeah. In Buddhist terminology... Psychology, you see. Oh, do I? Because it's kind of... Say happy, they were. No, but love never tell you. ဘုရားပါတော့ဖယားစကားထဲမှာလဗ်လို့မရှိဘူးဖို့လားဖြားအချိတ်အမိတာရှိတယ်မိတာပဲရှိတယ်အချိတ်ယာငရှိတယ်
If there is any lack of wisdom, for example, a feeling of self, even in a slight way, he says that love is going to be biased in some way. I was mentioning to him when you were talking about the love you were talking about for one person, and I said to him, um, the way you described it, it seemed like you were talking about metta, and it seemed like you're underestimating metta, because if you can feel that way for one person, then metta would be that all-encompassing love for everything without any conditions present. And he says, but then there must be that level of wisdom. Let me, let me see if I can... <laughs> let me take it away from the person. Um, I could say um, that I love my profession to, the ex to such an extent that that object of how I profess myself within the world through my work, or through work, and so merge with it <laughs> that there is expression of joy, there is much energy, there is a, there is a, um, a there's passion that comes through it, in the same way that that, that can be felt with, with another person or with a group, what is different, in a sense, from my understanding of metta, is that there is um, there is a เออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออ
the mind is aware of and the objects of awareness. Whereas in love, there is a, there is a, a fusion, if you will, of these. So it, it, it might say it's the, it's the end game of, of wisdom or, or of love. Maybe, maybe they both, in the, in the end, uh, end up in the same place. But, I mean, I could give, you know, from, from the Sufi world, which I've practiced in for many decades, the seven different levels of love. So you can be very precise about these meanings of love. Within the Buddhist practice, as I've, as I've come to experience it, love, except in the sense of metta, this unconditional loving kindness, doesn't really um, have a place. So I'm trying to reconcile the, the eastern part of my the practice with the western fabric of my upbringing, being, whatever you want to call it. There's, 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 a, there's, there's sort of two fabric. there's like a, a, a slightly different fabrics here, maybe vastly different. They, they seem connected to me, and that's yeah, where I, that's I where I'm it's asking. I think it's all in the from. semantics. I don't think it's semantic. I think there's something. I think it can be. There's something in the in the very um, intention to realize. It's a different path to realize, in a sense, is what I've come to experience it. But I, I don't want to say more than that. I'm, I'm getting too abstract for most people. <laughs> okay, to did I say that I am quite pure ตีเสียเนี่ยตีเสียเนี่ยควายเปียวหลูเลยตัวจําเป็นตัวตัดตัดหลูอูเซยูเลยหลุดถึงเลยตะแกนนั้นตีเสียเนี่ยไอ้ว
something we are at one with it what if we were not allowed to be with that what if it was taken away from us we couldn't access it the object of the love what would happen be upset if we would be upset or, or you know suffering he says there is some defilement that was mixed up in that love if there was wisdom, then the mind understands. Doing this is beneficial and it does it. If it's not able to do it, it just doesn't do it. Is that true also for if the emotion is only sadness? If, some, if an object of love is removed and the only feeling is sadness, yeah. does that also indicate that there was um, defilement? Yeah, well, very sure. Yeah. Very sure is it was attachment. So let's say you're close to someone and they, and they uh, you know, die suddenly. Mm-hmm. Then if you feel sad, then there was attachment. Then there was attachment. So yeah. actually, what would be a skillful response in that case? What would be a non-defiled emotion? Just accept You understand. This is the way things are. So you accept his father died in his arms. He was there. And he just found it very interesting to see the process of death. He wasn't sad for his father. He died well. Okay. Does uh, Saida have any attachment to teaching? And to what's <laughs> going on? Could, could he give it up? No, to teaching and to doing what he does, retreats and monasteries. Oh, he's thinking of not teaching. <laughs> He's been thinking about reducing his schedule. (laughs) 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 Yes. So, um, in addition to living here in community, um, I uh, am in graduate school where I study somatic psychotherapy and um, so we're required to track our experience and report on it and then we do that here and um, and I notice I notice there's these moments where I'll be writing a paper about an experience that I've tracked and I'll have, um, I'm tracking what's happening as I'm writing yeah. Yeah. about what I was tracking. Yes. <laughs> and that happens in dialogue here as well, yeah. where um, we're discussing a, a situation and we're talking about, I'll be saying, you know, I noticed that this arose and then this and then this and be naming it. And then as I'm saying it, I'm tracking what's happening as I'm saying it, like right, right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
and sometimes uh, it feels a little crazy. And just like, <laughs> like uh, <laughs> just the nuances of the momentary <coughs> shifts of like, oh, greed, oh, aversion, and I'm talking simultaneously <laughs> about, oh, um, and there was a ver. I noticed that there was a aversion in my motive for wanting to say that, blah, 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 and it's just this, um, <laughs> I don't know, just that experience of, like, wow. <laughs> and uh, my intention in moving here was to s slow down a little so that I could just um, not have these multiple layers all the time of tracking and... Yeah. Reporting and stuff, um, and th through a series of circumstances, I had to complete a couple of courses that were left undone, and so I'm finding that I'm back in this scenario where I'm doing all this again. And anyway, it's just an interesting thing. This has happened a couple of points over my years of practice, mm -hmm. where I get into those situations where it's like so much. Uh, Reporting and tracking simultaneously, and there's this like, like this is crazy thought that comes up or something. I don't know. <laughs> Just saying. That. This is awareness. The detail. Do you remember? Do you โกขนาดโกเลยมาผิดตาฤโกอ่ะโกหะโกตะฤฐาบิ๊ดอ่ะโกอ่ะไอ้ตาฤโกเต็มเปียเลยถ้าไม่ตูตะขัดนี่เล
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.